0: dynamic co-host, Nick Costco. Nick, welcome back, buddy. Hey, thank you. It's always a pleasure. You know, it's always fun to to get back to the audience and kind of get back to the basics. And that's what we're going to do today, Nick. And if you ever want to get back to the basics, go to createtailwind.com. We have some great resources there. You can actually go into the member area and just give us a little bit of information and be able to get even more assets on the website, more articles, videos, more insight on how you can become your own banker. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Nick. Yeah, we're going to,
1: we're going to pick up where we left off a couple of weeks ago. We're going to, as we told you, we're going to go systematically through Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. We don't know if this is going to take us eight episodes or you know 28 episodes, but we're going to do do the justice that these pages really deserve to help you guys understand further what's going on and how you can solve the problem.
0: And that's the title of the next page that we're, that we're exploring, the next section, and that starts on page 17, and it's the problem. You could have called it the noise. <laughs> I, you know, Nick, you, you you stole my... That's what I was going to say. You could have <laughs> called it the noise, but here's the thing. And we, we had an, an interview with uh, Hunter Thompson not too long ago, and we talked about the noise out there. And here's a guy that's totally in a different industry and sector than we are. And he's talking about the noise. But I love this Bible verse in the beginning when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? (laughs) Do you want to break out? out Do you want to break away? Do you want to get out of the convenient lie line or not? because you know what, Nick, we run into people that don't. And that's okay. I mean, I'm not criticizing them. Sometimes if you've been in the herd for a long time, that's all you know, you know, it might end in your death, but you're not going to break away. But that's okay. All right. So let's start into this. page. What page are we on? We are on page 17. All right, cool. Okay, so 17, page 17. At the beginning of this, I want people to understand what I love about the way that Nelson wrote this book is that this is for everyone. He wanted it to be for everyone because that's the way that it was communicated to him is that he didn't want anybody to think that they didn't have enough money to be their own banker. So he calls the people in this example, the all American family. And again, he says right there, I don't want people to think you have to be rich to create a banking system that can handle all your needs for finance. And he uses a 29 year old guy who's making 28,500 and he could have just used a. You know, when I say guy, I mean, men or women, but Nelson says this young man, it could be a, this young woman. It could be anybody, 29 years old, making $28,500 per year after taxes.
1: So what are we looking at? A 45 to $50,000, Annual salary
0: ish, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that these percentages are still spot on. And I think the more, and Nelson would say, the more money you make, these percentages actually they don't go down like you think that they would. Like, you know, <laughs> if I'm making a million dollars a year, you know what? Because we're going to get into it, but there's there's a law that says expenses rise to equal income. Well, it's, and I said that wrong, Nick, how is
1: that? What's the quote? Our expenses rise to meet our income. Okay. Right. Something like that, but it's really, it's really comes down to the noise. Well, why the answer to what you're posing there is that there's just more noise. Now there's more ways for the noise to hit us, you know, your phone, your iPad, your computer, the radio podcast. I mean, it's, it's incessant. All yeah. day, every day. So you get hit with more of this, getting money to flow away from you.
0: And they're better at kind of reaching those emotions. You know, they, they have Prudential has the big number under their arm. And then yep. people wonder, what's my number? What's the number that I need that I could just live off of that cash for the rest of my life and never run out of money? Right. Right. Or what's my green line? Where would my green line for Fidelity, where would that lead me? Well, nowhere yeah. good.
1: <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah, it was just like the commercial. There's a couple new retirement commercials out there talking about being out on your sailboat, being out in your RV, and all this. And if you don't go there, then you're not going to get those things. If you don't go work with those people, it's it,
0: it's brilliant scare tactic. You know, being from California, I got to tell you, my favorite is Pacific Life with the whales. Oh yeah, I mean, I just love that ocean and the whales. I mean, you know, almost makes me want to, if I didn't know better, i almost makes me want to buy a variable annuity. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I'm know good. what though, you know, which whales get harpooned? Yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's right. The, the only, <laughs> only the ones that surface. That's right. Think, you know, if we go do that. If We go mimic that. Yeah. Guess what? We're, we're getting harpooned.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's good for the agent and it's good for the financial planner and it's good for the company, but it's not good for the client long-term if the client wants to think. All right, so Nelson says here, here's how we spend our after-tax income. 20% on transportation, 30% on housing, 45% on living, what we like to call standard of living, right? Yep. And that that includes your clothes, groceries, contributions to religious and charitable causes, your boat payments, casualty insurance on cars, vacations, etc. Now, Many of these things are financed. And then the balance is financed by paying cash for them, thus giving up interest that could have been earned otherwise. How many people do you think get that the first time we say that, Nick?
1: Uh, very little, single digits.
0: Yeah, they, they still want to say, but, you know, I have to spend the money anyway. So, Jim, yeah, yeah, I could have, Nick, I could have put that money somewhere else, but um, I wouldn't do that. I'm, you know, I got to spend it. That's just the way it is. There is no option but there is, right? And we're going to show you that as we go along. So then they have less than 5% of disposable income, right? Okay. And now let's assume that they're saving 10%, which we know that they're not. And they're only spending 40% on living expenses, that they've gone to the Dave Ramsey School of Slavery and they have figured out how to spend 5% less.
1: Yeah, I saw a stat within the last couple of years that said, if we don't save a minimum of 10%, statistically, we will wind up on some sort of government assistance in retirement.
0: That's a great scare tactic. Dave Ramsey himself could scare people with that because that's yeah. what he does is he scares you that you're going to be eating dog food or cat food or whatever example he uses. It's been a long <laughs> time since I've uh, you know read or listened to his hogwash. All right, so I don't know. Was that going to get me in trouble? Uh, don't, don't move back. School of slavery. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really feel. Okay, all right. So all these items are financed. Nelson has to say this over and over again because it's going <laughs> to change somebody's paradigm and that's hard to do sometimes.
1: Well, tell us, tell us how you finance it. Like He's talking about
0: it right here in the, in the book about the interest. Tell us about it. So the interest that you pay or the interest that you give up? Uh, both. All right. So let's just say, let's say, let's say this. So let's use his hypothetical automobile financing package, which Nelson loves this example because we use it throughout the book a a few times. $10,550, 48 months and eight and a half percent interest. Now don't make comments that eight and a half interest is too high, blah, 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 blah. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay, just know that it doesn't matter. I can show you that 5 or 6%, which would be more reasonable in today's exact world, might not be 5 years from now, but today's world, 5 or 6% still is hugely impactful on your cash. And that person is going to pay $260 per month, right? Yep. Now, here's one of the problems too, and this is just compounds the problem is that most people trade in cars that aren't paid for. Right? Mm-hmm. And that means that, you know, 21% in this example of every payment is interest, right? Okay, so it's the volume of interest that matters. It's like if you went to the doctor and you got a shot. Well, it's not how fast the doctor injects you that matters. It's the amount of medicine in the syringe. Not enough might not do anything and too much might kill you. But it's not the rate. It's the volume of interest. Yeah. The, the rate,
1: we talk about this a lot and and the way that I had it clear for me is that the rate is really the distractor. Right. It's like, I used to really like going to the casino and playing blackjack, blackjack or craps, but I'd walk in there and there's all these, you know, things making noise and flashing lights and everything. And if you want to go find the blackjack table, that's just got one deck, you know, there's no flashing lights around that thing. Okay. But all these other games that you can go play are flashing lights. They got people out in front of the table, sometimes asking you to come in and play the game. Those things are not, not in your favor. But the games that where you actually may come close to a 50% chance of winning, there's no lights and noise and flashing and lights going on around the table. And it's right. the same thing with interest rates. There's no such thing as 0% interest. Right. This is that bubble right now, if you haven't heard us say this yet. But if you figure out zero percent interest on a car, it's probably in that neighborhood of six to nine percent interest. You know, so Nelson's number eight and a half is not terribly off, considering how many people are being distracted and taking the bait and going and getting their "quote unquote" zero percent interest. So the rate is the the distractor, and that's what Nelson's trying to drive home here, and that's what we are encouraging you to to explore.
0: You know, it makes me think of something when when you bring up. And, and I bring up where sometimes people look at this book or in their brain, they say, well, eight and a half percent interest, it's not as high anymore, you know, and then, and then they, and then they get distracted by that instead of the concepts in the book. And a long time ago, I don't know who's, who I should uh, give credit for this quote, but somebody told me if they understand the concepts, the details are irrelevant. That's if right. If they don't understand the concepts, the details are irrelevant. And all it really means is first, you have to understand the concept before the details matter. Don't get hung up in the details of Nelson's, oh, I can't buy a car for $10,550 or eight and a half percent interest or whatever it is. Don't get, don't get wrapped up in that. Get the concept down and then apply today's percentages to your equation if you want to. But I promise you it'll be as bad or worse. You know, so let's, let's go to this, this volume of interest. So let me ask you a question, Nick. If you earned a dollar and you have to give me half, do you care what your interest rate is? Mm, Boy, Uh, absolutely not. Right. Because if you earn, you earn a dollar and you got to give me half. That's all that matters. Stop. The interest rate does not matter. If you earn a dollar, you got to give me 20%, then that's all you care about is I got to give Jim 20% or 50% of my money, not the rate. And I saw an ad the other day, I think it was Ford, and it came on and it said, we are going to have a special deal. This is not how the ad went, by the way. This is the message is we have a special deal for our heroes, first responders. We're going to give you $750 off the MSRP, right? And 0% interest for 72 months. Oh boy. So you get both. But what you don't get is a discount on the car. Cuz 750 bucks on a $50,000 pickup truck is not the discount off of the MSRP. <laughs> it's not. So, if I walked in there with cash, first responder or not, and I love when they give first responders deals and and military deals. I I think people that give those discounts, I love companies that do that. And I would, I would be more apt to frequent those companies that do that. Right. But but. you got to be honest. Don't bamboozle our heroes. Right. Yeah. You're just enslaving them. Yeah. Don't. I mean, that's not their specialty. Their specialty is that you get into a car wreck and they're going to be there. Your house starts to burn down. They're going to be there. And, you know, you need some protection. The police are going to be there. Don't bamboozle and take advantage of these people. If anybody's a first responder, here's what we'll do. We'll give you a free book and we'll teach you how to get out of that rat race. How's that? There's no there's no small print of here's how we're taking advantage of you. Okay, All right. I'll get off my soapbox on that again. All right. So the volume of interest, not the annual percentage rate. So
1: Nelson uses that total volume in your life. In his narrative that, right? Like, so what's that ratio that he talks about?
0: Well, the ratio is that you spend 34 and a half cents of every net dollar that you earn on interest, but it's volume of interest, right? And if you look on page 17 at the chart, you can see that housing has a huge volume of interest. Now, why, Nick? Well, because of amortization and how yeah. that's structured. That's right. Because of amortization. And living has some. Why would living have some? Well, uh, people use what? To live sometimes. Well, oh, Well, they're using cash. They're using, and they're using credit cards, right? For major purchases and things like that. Like, yeah. the, the, using this example of the All-American family, if the All-American family needs to replace their air conditioning unit, Sometimes they have to finance it. Sure. Right? So, okay, 34 and a half. Now, I want to put that into perspective for a second. Now, you've already paid taxes, right? This is your net dollars. You've already paid taxes. Now, 34 and a half cents of the remaining amount goes to somebody else. Let me think about that for a second, Nick. You go earn a dollar. 34 and a half cents goes to somebody else. And how much are you saving? (laughs) <laughs> okay, now let me, let me go back to my question about our dollar, Nick. You earn a dollar, and you got to pay me 34 and a half cents, and you get to keep 10. Hmm. Are you my slave? Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. By the way, I remember I had two doctors in our office one time, and I asked them that question. Now, they just happened to be African American. Now, that's a hard question to ask an African-American guy or two doctors, obviously very well-educated, sharp guys. And I almost hesitated and I said, no, this is financial slavery. This doesn't have anything to do with race, income, your background, whether you grew up poor or rich. It doesn't have anything to do with it. This is, this is slavery. And, and you know what? It's just the truth has to be the truth, even if it makes it a little uncomfortable if to ask somebody, are you my slave in that situation? But they laughed and took, and they said, yeah, that makes you a financial slave. I said, you're exactly right. Okay, so remember we also have other things. We have lost opportunity cost. Yeah, If we're paying cash for these things, you say, well, Jim, I don't have that because I'm paying cash. But every time that you deploy your cash, for free you create lost opportunity costs and you violate economic value added now who's the who's the mouthpiece for violating economic value added uh, dave ramsey if we're going to beat up on somebody nick we're going to knock him out now, <laughs> it's dave ramsey is on the ground he's bleeding and we just have it you know we're hoping he doesn't get up so we don't have to knock him down again
1: it's not that what he's saying is necessarily bad. Okay. I want to make that clear. It's just that it's it's a half truth. It stops short of telling you the entire picture. And what I like about how Nelson does this book is he he diligently lays out the entire problem. Right. It's not in a self-serving way. It's not in an entertaining way. Okay.
0: No. But it's the truth, and if you are putting money into these other things, and you're spending cash, and you think that that there's no cost to your cash and no value to your cash, but you know the bank wouldn't give you their cash without a cost, so you know you have to treat your money the same way. And we have a great article from 1993 Fortune Magazine that really goes in and explains economic value added with using. And Nelson mentions this in in the book here. And I know I'm a little bit out of order on this, Nick, but, but it's important, I think, that like hit home before we get into the next section. So again, just more resources on createtailwind.com. Well,
1: Jim, let's kind of wrap it up here. And I've got kind of a, I just want to share something with people because the end of this section right here, Nelson talks about weather. Okay. And here's something that kind of makes me laugh is, hey, Jim, do you know how to know if there's a pilot in the room,
0: um, <laughs> I'm sure you probably told me this, but no, I don't. How do you how do you know there's a pilot in the room? Just
1: wait a second; he'll tell
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I knew it was something funny, but I couldn't remember the punchline. Okay, well,
1: here's what Nelson does. Well, I read this book. I used to fly airplanes around the world, and the way that I learned about this was I was flying with a guy. Well, I read the book, and this is the only time I've ever done this in my life. I said, "Who's this author? I've got to find him." Okay. So I track him down and we wind up having a video conference and immediately, I mean, I knew he he was a pilot because he tells us in an entertaining way, page 18, he breaks the news that he used to fly airplanes. So that's to my joke, but we hit it off really quickly in talking about aviation. I finally tied this all together in the financial sense and with Dave Ramsey and what he's talking about. So just kind of bear with me just a minute because we all know, yeah. we've all watched the weather report and you've seen the the big red L and the big blue H and what the heck does that mean? The weather moves from left to right across the screen, right? West to east. All right. And what Nelson, he talks about in here is how do, I mean, it's not by chance you call this business create tailwind is Hey, there's a whole bunch of headwind going on. So I want you to, if, if you've got a pen and a paper in front of you, draw an H and then draw a circle going clockwise, okay? And then you can draw an L next to that and draw a circle going counterclockwise, all right? L's the bad weather. The H's are typically good weather, all right? So what he talks about is that the typical American, if the wind is going clockwise around that H, we're mostly over on the right-hand side. That's that 34.5% headwind, okay? And he, he tells a story about flying from Birmingham to Chicago in there, but think of it like that. That's the visual, okay? The further you're away from the center of that high, the faster the wind is, okay? So the greater, like you may have 50 cents or worse, okay? Now, what Dave is telling you to do, that high pressure, remember, it's moving from west to east, all right? He's trying to get you to the center where the wind is calmer or calm completely, where we don't have a headwind or a tailwind, okay? So what Nelson, he's telling you, hey, that's great. That's not a bad place to be, and that's where Dave stops. Now, I think he goes on some some tangents with some of the, the Wall Street noise. That, that gets money to flow away from you all right, in a way that you don't even see. But when it comes to interest, that's where we are. We're at the center of the high. Nelson goes on to say, hey, listen, if you're financing everything you buy, if 34.5 cents of every net dollar you earn is going to someone else in interest, okay, so now you you don't have it going away from you, but how could you get that 34.5 cents into your pocket. Now that's revolutionary in your personal financial system, okay? So now the high moves on to the east, okay? Remember, the wind is still going clockwise, okay? Anticyclonic, all right? The further we get away from the high, the faster the wind goes. We have a tailwind, okay? Now if everyone, you know, way to the east of you right now has that headwind, and then there's people closer to you that have no wind, you're creating this massive tailwind with all the interest that you were paying to other people is now coming to your pocket. You're kicking their rear end. They'll never catch you as long as you stay in that tailwind. And that's what he's imploring you to do here is, hey, this book is about solving a problem. End of story. It's the problem and then how can you solve it? And he does it. It took me a long time, actually, for that to sink in. Like, where does Dave and Susie and the other financial entertainers fit in? They're right in the center of that H. And I I would say maybe even when you factor in their Wall Street noise, they're a little to the right side of that center. But we want you over where you have a massive tailwind.
0: Right. Because what they're trying to do is show you how to get your airplane to go faster. And we talk about the flow of money the same way, Nick, is all you need is your airplane to go a little bit faster and then you'll be okay. But what, what they don't explain is that if you could control the environment, that's right. You're flying in. Well, then you wouldn't need the airplane to go faster because the wind would push you faster than the airplane could ever push you in the example that Nelson uses. And you know, the financial entertainers don't want you to control this environment. And that's what we do And again, that's why the company is called Create Tailwind because this was the biggest impactful thing to me is that if everybody else is fighting a 345 mile an hour headwind and we have a 345 mile an hour tailwind, then it's the difference between what we're doing and the difference between what they're doing. We're differentiating ourselves. We're breaking away, i.e. the name of this podcast. And the difference is 690 miles an hour. Now, we're, we're going to separate ourselves, and we're going to break away really quickly on that. Now, Nick, we just spent a lot of time on a couple of pages, but hopefully everybody got something out of this. We're going to stop it now because we've gone over our time a little bit here, but hopefully you're still with us and still listening. If you want further discussion on this or just to understand this better once you read the book or before you read the book, then just call us and schedule or go on our website and schedule a 15-minute overview or phone call and we'll be happy to explain this and we'll have nick explain it to you he's flown 747s around the world i promise you he knows more about flying an airplane than you do other than (laughs) okay you pilots out there you you know i know ego you're gonna say well no i know more about this than nick all right we'll just say nick knows as much as anyone on flying an airplane so reach out to us we're here to help nick thank you buddy thanks for your time and until next time Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.